It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Andy Gallo. And I'm Country Jim. And our guest today is Jim Black. Uh, Jim is uh, keyboards and uh, played with Bobby Bear a little bit here, there, and everywhere. And um, now, where do you hail from? Well, I was born in Austin. I lived there seven years, San Antonio two years, and then Corpus Christi till I was 21. Then I came to Houston. You know, uh, I've been a big fan of Charlie Walker, and uh, you mentioned in uh, down in Corpus, I think he was from Corpus, and I think you mentioned to me one time that maybe you did a show or two with him. Well, actually, I thought he was from San Antonio. If he was from Corpus, I didn't know it, but uh, I was there. Well, I, I know he my, was on San Antonio radio right. at one time. So, I called yeah, Corpus sure. Christi my, my hometown, and I guess I was about 21 when... Uh, I was playing with a band, uh, Ronnie Murray and the Outlaws, and we had a three-nighter coming up with Charlie Walker, and that would be the first major label national country star that I'd ever played for. And uh, yeah, How old were you at that? How, I, was, how I was 21. 21, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so his, uh, his number one hit, Pick Me Up On Your Way Down, that right. would have been in 58, and then his number two hit, are you impressed that I know this? His his number two hit was uh, Who'll Buy the Wine, and did that went to number five in 62. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. So that would have been about what year? 65. 65. Yeah, so now all the mathematicians know I'm 78. So, uh, 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 yeah. Where it all started in San Antonio, I was nine years old there, and uh, school had just let out for the summer of 53, and... I was playing Sandlot baseball with some neighbor boys, and my mother came and got me. Come on, get get your bath and get dressed. You're going to go take piano lessons. Well, the guys threw their gloves up in the air, rolling, laughing, calling me Liberace, and I, I said, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't. Want, who, why, 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 why am I? Why am I doing this? Because I said so. And in 1953, when Mama said so, it was yes, ma'am. Yeah. And. Uh, so I'm still playing piano, and they're probably not through playing baseball anymore, but they're not still playing. But I went and took my first lesson. I took uh, uh, one-hour lessons, three a week for four weeks. It's 12, 12 lessons. And after the first one, I was hooked. I found wow. I could do something I didn't know I could do. Wow. And uh, we moved from uh, San Antonio to Corpus Christi, and I went about two years without touching a keyboard. But... I guess I had this gift. I could hear a song on the radio, and I could see what keys I needed to press to make that melody. Yeah. And I I could sit down and play it. Did your mama and, Did your mama play? No. No. I'm I'm the only one in the family. And uh, uh, when I was 14, one of the neighbors had some company, and uh, I was playing the piano in my living room. I was 14 years old, so it was three chord rock and roll, and uh, the windows were up because we didn't have AC. And there was a knock on the door. I said, uh-oh, I'm playing too loud. But it was a, the, the neighbor's company was a musician, and he had a band, and he played in the bars in Corpus. And he said, who's that playing that piano? I said, it's me, sir. And he said, well, I came over to hire whoever that was, but you might be a little young. <laughs> and my mother showed up about that time in the living room and said, yes, he is. <laughs> and, uh, but, but two years later, I, I got to play for my first dollars, very few of them. But, mm-hmm. What was uh, your first band that you played with? 
Charlie Moore and the Crystals. They were from Houston. They were spending the summer in Corpus Christi. So it's like a rock and roll band? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Three chord rock and roll. Slow songs had four chords. Mm-hmm. One, six, four, five, you know. Yeah. Right, and, right, uh, right. Jerry Lee Lewis type of style? Did, is that what you played? Or? I actually, no. I just kind of played like whatever was on whatever record we were playing. Yeah. If it was Jerry Lee, I could do a little bit of that, but not like him. I still can't. And nobody else could either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, but uh, I started playing in, in the clubs and uh, private parties and school dances. And then I got into a band there. We joined the union, got an agent and everything. And we were playing for all the rich folks up and down Ocean Drive mm-hmm. and country clubs and hotels. And Who would you say was your biggest influence uh, on the piano? On piano? I guess it would have to be, it's kind of a tie between Floyd Kramer and Pig Robbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I play more Pig stuff now than I do uh, Floyd yeah. because... Uh, what we didn't mention earlier is after the Bobby Bear experiences, uh, I was a six years on the road with Gene Watson as his keyboard player and road oh, manager, okay. and yeah. and playing like Pig Robbins is a job requirement. So mm-hmm. that's where I picked that up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people recognize the name, but when you talk about if you could if you could look at a uh, Pig Robbins uh, discography. Uh, Man, he was in that A team of uh, the the. He was one of the main guys to mm-hmm. when you talked about playing piano keyboard mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. He played on recordings with many many people. I'm sure it would look like a dictionary. It would, yeah. <laughs> what What do you like to do best? Would you rather be on the road or, or play venues, or would you rather play in the studio? Um, Mm, I kind of like being on the road. When I was on the road, there were times when we I'd, I'd be ready. After we been, been out three or four days, I'm ready to go home, but we're still going east. Right. So, <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it yeah. has a lot of good points to it, too. I, mm-hmm. I like the the riding on the bus with the guys and, and playing the big venues, the big crowds, and getting to meet lots of people. Mm-hmm. i got friends all over the country now that I didn't have before Gene Watson. Mm-hmm. And uh, was Gene your biggest, uh, besides him and Bobby Bear, was it the biggest guys you ever played with, or did you? Uh, yeah, I've done some one nighters with some bigger stars, oh, okay. but uh, yeah. like uh, drop, well, drop some, drop names. some Kitty names. Wells, Lefty Frizzell. <laughs> oh, wow! Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Back in the old days, mm-hmm. there was Charlie Walker, then there was Billy Walker, yeah, and I yeah. played for Carl Smith before, yeah. and yeah. Jumping Bill Carlisle. Was, uh, what I always <laughs> wanted to know was, was uh, Billy still walking around in Charlie's shoes, though? That's that's the thing that I always wanted to know. <laughs> I was too nervous to notice, actually. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, Gene, I've, I've never played with him, of course, but I've met him a few times. And, and his first cousin, Donnie, is one of my best friends. Talk to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, Gene uh, was just, I mean, still is one of the great ballad singers. And and keyboard really fits the ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about what about like shuffles, uh, dance hall stuff, the Texas shuffles? Did you ever play any of that much? Or, well, of course, uh, Charlie Walker did shuffles. Yeah. Uh, more of the shuffles were with the, the, the local guys. Uh, Gene... Not a big shuffle fan. No. Uh, now, talking about the piano, he he has him bring that up in his monitor. He said he plays off the piano. As he, yeah. it. he uses it to lead him in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Most of his big hits, you know, Farewell Party, you can hear that uh, piano. Did you play on Farewell Party? No. No, no, I played on some of Gene's earlier stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, His first album in 69. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once yeah. he got to that point, he basically used studio musicians, right? right? The, mm-hmm. the, 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 a pig, might, he, he might have done some of those recordings with. Yeah, a lot of them. And uh, Gene did use Joe Eddie Goff a few times on yeah. a couple of Joe Eddie, uh, yeah. Memories to Burn. That was Joe Eddie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what, a, a, what a great song, too. Yeah, great song. that's great. How much time uh, did you spend rehearsing when you first started? Rehearsing? Yeah. No? <laughs> Tony Booth says... Rehearsing is for wimps. But, uh, <laughs> I understand there's a need for it. I do sometimes. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to Bonham, Texas this Sunday morning just just for a rehearsal. Yeah. I'm uh, getting on with a new band that's forming up there, a guy named Sammy Sadler. And uh, that's an interesting story there. But he's coming back out to get kind of on the road. You know, we're going to, as I understand it, we'll be doing stuff in the Texas and a few states around it. What kind of material will that be? Uh, he likes 80s country. and It was still country, but it was yeah. modern country, but not, was. Yeah. not this non-country stuff they're right. playing now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did you ever play any, any uh, pop music, uh, big band stuff? Or? Oh, played a lot of rock and roll and some... Uh, there was a fellow named Gary Middleton that came down from West Texas to Corpus Christi and had me put a band together for him. He came down to go to school at Texas A&I in uh, Kingsville, which is now A&M Kingsville. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to make a little extra money on the weekends and wanted a band together, and he wanted to sing in places. And that was when we joined the union and got the agent and all that. And we did soft stuff. We did some Elvis and some Tony Bennett and, yeah. and mixed it in with a little... Yeah, mm-hmm. easy rock and roll. Not, yeah. Nothing well, I, hard. No, wasn't any hard rock then. Right. right. Well, I, brother, I love your playing and wh- whatever style you want to talk about. You, you've uh, filled in for me at, at Red Brick Tavern on the Sunday gospel thing yeah. and that church lick. It's a uh, nice gig. <laughs> yeah, you, you've done great with that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which would you rather play, a keyboard or piano? I, I guess because of playing with bands, they can't haul around a big piano. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, you know, when I first started, I played whatever they had sitting on stage, and sometimes you'd yeah. almost cut your fingers on the broken ivory on oh. top of them. And, uh, <laughs> and if it was in tune, that was, that was a bonus. Yeah. Added bonus. It didn't happen very often. Right. So I like the... the the advent of the electronic keyboards. Uh, the first ones, not so much, but boy, now they're so fine. Yeah. And my favorite is the Roland. Uh, mm. Throwing a little plug there. Yeah, I, I was like just Roland about to ask you which one you played. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what about, um, see, I, I've i played a lot of dance halls, um, and I've played a lot of concerts. And I actually, from some standpoints, prefer a concert over over the dance hall. Uh, to me, the mentality of who's listening to the music, I like it better when they're there to hear the music rather than just something to to dance to. But have you got an opinion about all that? I think uh, depending on who you're dancing with, it's kind of hard <laughs> to listen to the music sometimes uh, right. than if you're sitting in a nice comfortable chair. and Yeah. Yeah, and listen to a good sound system and a good, mm-hmm. good 
bunch of guys on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well said. I like concerts. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever try to play an accordion? No, sir. <laughs> Do you play anything else besides the piano? Actually, no. I, when I first came to Houston, I had to play a rock, a organ. That was oh, when the yeah. B3 was the big sound, and it still still is very nice. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you don't play guitar or no, anything sir. like that? No, okay. No, no string instruments. No. Yeah. What about church, religious music? Have you done any of that? I do play cowboy churches sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I fill in when the when the guy has to be gone from the band at uh, uh, Brazos Valley Cowboy Church in Bryan. In fact, I'm, I'm going to be there the last Sunday of this month and the first Sunday of September. Hmm. And sometimes I go down to Victoria and play with the guys at Branded Cowboy Church there. And... Uh, this Friday, I'll be over at uh, Cathedral of Praise that's uh, in Northeast Houston, Ronnie Jordan's church. He's a 43-year Pasadena police officer that's also a very fine minister. And uh, third Friday of every month, they have what they call third Friday singing, and I'll play for that a lot, and I'll be there this Friday. Awesome. Now, will you be the only musician playing, or do they have like a full band? No, it's about five or six, seven pieces. I, don't know. Oh, wow. I haven't counted them. <laughs> yeah. Three or four guitars, bass, drums. Yeah. And an organ across the stage. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be real band smart there and not overplay <laughs> on anybody, you know. Well, well I, we, we, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to do there? Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say that I, I know you've played a, a lot of these uh, Opry's. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, I was watching the Facebook uh, Alvin Opry Live Saturday mm -hmm. night, mm -hmm. and this guy was, was playing keyboard. And, I'll have to pull that one up. Yeah, yeah, and that that's good, that's good. Didn't didn't happen to hear Desperado, did you? Missy Brown did that. She yeah. knocked out job on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do you sing? I have. I used to more than I do now. Um, my yeah. voice used to be better than it is now, but right. Uh, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Got a nice baritone. Sound like to me. What? Yeah, it's dropped a little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Well, do you write? No, never no, have. Never I have. Went. Couldn't think of enough words that rhyme that haven't been already written. So. <laughs> okay. That is a tough one, I guess. That is it, a tough that, one. That's a different kind of right. gift, yeah. I guess. As, uh, as uh, CJ would say, you have to be a wordsmith. Mm. And yeah. that's your favorite when it comes to writing, right? you got to be a wordsmith. Yeah. You know, when I tried to write mm -hmm. a serious mm -hmm. love song, it came out as a pretty decent comedy number. <laughs> I just, oh, the girls I, love that. <laughs> well, I, I sat down and I wrote a song one day. It was called "I'll Meet You in the Spring If I Can Get Through the Mattress." That was that was the, that was the end of it right there. Now, I know a bunch of those old. Yeah, well, that was a, that was actually a little Jimmy Dickens joke there. But anyway, we we like to play a little game on here occasionally. It's called Pick One, and we give you a couple of choices, and you just pick one of them, whatever you like there. Okay. Steak or chicken? Steak, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Rice, yeah, rice or potatoes? Rice. Yeah. Uh, boots or flip-flops? Boots. Mm. Boots, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Well, when it comes to the piano, we already know we're rolling, so we don't have to go, we don't have to go there on that one. Um, uh, let's see here. The beach or the mountains? Mm, the beach, easier yeah. to get to. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We like to do that. That's kind of a fun little thing. Uh, yeah, let me we, ask you we, a music one. Oh, go ahead. Uh, to play behind a vocal or to play uh, the ride instrumental part of it? I like the fills better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know a lot of, uh, of musicians who would, uh, you, you know what we're saying about that? Mm -hmm. the, the, the playing the fills behind the vocals mm -hmm. as opposed to oh, taking the, the solo. Yeah, take the, the solo during the ride. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. sure. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I, do, the, I do have one, though, that's musical. Even though you don't play either one of these instruments, everybody has a... That you like to listen to? Yeah. Okay. Fiddle or, or steel. Probably steel, mm -hmm. if it's good steel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I like steel. Matter fact, turn, their, turn their master volume down just a hair. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Earlier, I was listening to some Wynn Stewart, you know, and Wynn Stewart, they always had, but same thing I sent you today, you know, that Wynn Stewart song. Man, they got to have that, that Beckersfield sound, you oh, know, yeah. they had that in there. It was really good stuff there. So, One of my friends was Dickie Overby, and... Um, yeah, but uh, man, when you would go here, whoever he was playing for, whatever singer, uh, he just—I mean, he played—he played so loud, but it was so great. <laughs> I never found myself wishing he would turn it down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I worked two shows with him in uh, Houston Music Theater, the the theater in the round, the one that the stage revolves. Uh, he was in Ronnie Millsap's band. Yeah, and Ronnie was in town and. Uh, the opening act was a girl from Nashville that the same manager had under his wing, and of course Ronnie couldn't play piano for her. He was he was a headliner, so yeah. So they hired me to play with Ronnie's band behind the opening act. Oh, great! And that, that was a lot of fun hanging mm -hmm. with those guys for a couple of days. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you ever had a? I don't know what you call it. I guess you call it a piano off. Uh, were, were you and another piano player sitting there going back and forth and just see who can top the other one? You ever done something well, like that? Well, I haven't had a, a contest like that as such, but uh, just recently I was visiting some of my wife's relatives in Kentucky, and uh, one of her cousins who passed away a few years ago, his widow married a guy that's a concert pianist. He's taught music in schools for 34 years and plays the symphony orchestras. And he has two baby grands in his living room. Wow. I guess in case he has company. <laughs> And we did that. He'd, he'd play some stuff. But he had sheet music in front of him. Right, yeah. And uh, I don't read a note. I play strictly by ear. So then he'd, I'd play something uh, from Chopin the way Floyd Kramer would play it. And he was kind of fascinated by that. And mm. not stereotyping here, but a lot of guys that are trained musicians kind of it looks like they're looking down their nose at us ear musicians. I don't know if they do or not, but I just always kind of, that might just be in my head, but right. I felt that right. inferior I, to them. Yeah. I'm and, really, really glad you're talking about that because I, I think that's fascinating. My, my mother, when she was a teenager, she played piano at the Latham Chapel Baptist Church. I'm, I'm from the middle of nowhere up in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and mother never had a piano lesson. But then when she got uh, grown and married and us kids came along, when we would go to somebody's house that had a, uh, a piano, but she would always go over there and softly and frankly a little poorly play farther along. Do you know that, oh, that, love that. gospel? Mm -hmm. So uh, I do that every Sunday at the Red Brick Tavern. Uh, but the, the my wife... Um, is a trained pianist, classically trained. 
and she can play symphonies and all that kind of stuff. Can't much anymore. We're we're really we're even older than you are, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, she cannot play Happy Birthday uh, without she reads it. without sheet music. Well, that's what I was getting around to. This this gentleman, when he finished playing something just beautiful, something from Broadway, while well, I played uh, Memories from Cats. And then he came over to me and he said, you know, you and I do the same thing, we just learn differently. Mm-hmm. And, and it made me feel good for him to say that we do the same thing. Yeah, that's... That was a compliment. That it is. You know, you, you talked about earlier when your mama took you and you were going to start playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Of course, I guess you played sheet music then. We did then, uh-huh. Yeah, you but, know, but to learn. But five different notes to learn. Oh, okay. Really? Okay, One, yeah. One, two, three, four, five? Yeah. Yeah. But I picked up on those numbers, and when I was in high school, I wanted to be in the band, but I couldn't be in the band playing the piano, so I took up the drums. And I was a drummer in the marching band at Carroll High in Corpus Christi. And the band director, toward the end of the year, said, I want you to come in here, and I want you to clean up your drum. It hadn't been cleaned all year. I want you to polish the chrome on it, clean it good. And I'm in there cleaning my drum, and he's teaching a music theory class down about 20 feet away, and I can hear them. And it's all making sense to me. I'm answering the questions in my head before they answered him, you know. Hmm. And it's about intervals and stuff and the numbers. Yeah. And so when I had a recording session a couple of years later here in Houston, I thought the best way to learn this song is use those numbers. Well, a guy named Henry Strelecki happened to be in the studio. Eddie Arnold's bass player was in town visiting. And he came over and he said, when did you guys start using the Nashville number system? I said, I didn't know I was. <laughs> I, that's not Na- that's my system. <clears throat> he said, no, that's the Nashville system. And yeah. I said, well, what a coincidence. You yeah. know? Wow. <laughs> Been using it ever since. Right, right. <laughs> well, you're a wonderful musician, and it's an honor, <clears throat> it's an honor to have you. Uh, when, uh, when you and your, your wife, and my sympathy certainly is, is with you, my brother. Thank you. I, I would. Uh, I think of you guys as as a. Co- I think of two couples. Mm-hmm. I think of A. V. Middlestadt, who we had on here fairly mm-hmm. recently, and his wife. Mm-hmm. And you and your wife would come into where we were playing, and uh, a big old grin would come come across uh, my face. And I never really questioned about whether you had some sort of a history with him, whether you ever mm-hmm. recorded at Soundmaster or... So do you, is that something I'll you want to talk about? I'll go back with A.V. 1966, I was playing in that first band when I came to Houston when I played the organ, you know, the, the rock and roll stuff. Yeah. I needed a vacation. I took a week off and went to Corpus Christi. I was homesick for my old friends, you know. I hadn't been here that long. When I came back, we had a different guitar player. I said, who's the blonde-haired guy over there? And it was A.V. Middlestead. Wow. And uh, after a couple of weeks, he said, I can tell by some of the licks you're doing on that thing, you like country music, don't you? I said, sure do. He said, would you like to do a session? Sure. I need a piano player for a session. It wasn't his. It was over at Jones Studio for Dickie Blevins, or known as Dick Allen. Oh, that was my okay. first session yeah. in Houston. Wow. wow. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. go, A.V. and I go back, what's that, Thirty. Four and 22, 56 years now. Mm-hmm. 
That's, wow, that is great. something else, man. So did you. you do some sessions at, <clears throat> through the years at Soundmaster? Very few, uh, two or three maybe, I don't know, four. I didn't count them, not very many. Yeah. See, I went to work for Shell Chemical back in 74. And by, after about three weeks of training, they put me on shift work. Uh, see, seven days from three in the afternoon to 11 at night, and then a couple of days off, and then a week of days, and then a week of graveyards, of 11, 11 at night to 7 in the morning. And that knocks you out of playing music. I was about to say, that kind of, that kind of did your music in, didn't it? The money it was good. The benefits were good. The job <clears throat> was close to the house. But, hey, I missed my music. Mm -hmm. And when you lose your foothold in the studio, some other guy's going to come in. Mm -hmm. And some good guys did. <clears throat> So you had, you basically had had like a little hiatus a little while. I, I guess you still played probably, but but on, not on weekends, right? Yeah. Whenever I was on daylights or on the week, uh, the, what they call long change, had mm -hmm. three or four days off. Okay. If if a gig happened along, I'd I'd get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, it's been a pleasure having oh, you here, Jim. Yes. I tell you, we because uh, uh, when the country Jim was telling me all about you, I said, well, we just gotta we've got to get you on here and talk to you a little bit. Well, and I'm. We, do you want to say anything about the last name? Uh, well, I was a DJ at KIKK from uh, January of 68 to August of 73. And the day before I went on the air in January, Bill Bailey said, what's your name going to be? I said, I already got a name. He said, huh, we're not using that one. It's too long, cumbersome. <laughs> Cut it in half. So black stock became black. black. Okay. And it's stuck in the yeah. music business pretty much. Yeah. Well, we sure to appreciate you being with us. It's well, been a treat and a blessing. Pleasure. We left out a lot of stuff, but, you know, when you get to be my old, there's a lot of stuff. That's for, that's for, that's for, that's for number two. That's for number two. We'll probably, get, right. you, we'll probably get you up here again, and we'll Absolutely. do number two. Great. Folks, I'm glad, uh, glad to have you folks along with us, and yeah. we'll see you all on the next one. Adios. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jam. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.